Hello, everyone. Welcome to the March 15th episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. On this episode of the show, I'm going to be giving out my best bets for all of Friday's round of 64 March Madness NCAA tournament games. Uh, and I'm recording this on Tuesday night. Uh, I got a busy Wednesday morning, not going to be able to record in the morning, so I got to re- record this Tuesday night. As I'm recording this, Texas A&M Corpus Christi up two points against Southeast Missouri State. In the first play-in game. I was hoping to have my pick ready for Alabama against the winner of this game by the time I recorded. Not going to be the case, unfortunately. So if you want my picks for the four games involving the play-in teams, play-in games, uh, check out my Twitter. I'll just tweet them out when I lock them in because I'm not going to have time to have any of them locked in um, by the time this episode gets released. So once again, the schedule for the rest of the week is Thursday morning. Well, this episode will be released Wednesday morning, obviously. Thursday morning. There will be no show. Friday morning will be my best bets for Saturday's round of 32 games. Sunday will be my best bets for the... Sorry, Saturday will then release my... Will be my Sunday picks for the round of 32 games. So, uh, day by day, we're going to release picks. We're betting on every single NCAA tournament March Madness game. Uh, If you remember from early... Earlier this week, on Monday, uh, I had... Corpus Christi. What was the spread I had in in, in that in that pick? Uh, I had Corpus Christi to win in cover. So you're gonna get my live reaction here because they've been winning. They've been covering basically the entire game up until here about three minutes left. Uh, I got them at three and a half. They're winning by three with two minutes and thirteen seconds left. So it's gonna be a fucking sweat. But that's uh, that's why we do it, my friends. All right, let's rip through these. Like I said, I got a busy night. I got a busy morning, so I'm going to try to get through these as quickly as possible here uh, without leaving too much out. So day two of March Madness, or I guess if you count the play-in games as a day each, this would be day four. We start off with USC and Michigan State. I'm going to follow the trend uh, from yesterday's picks, if you you remember, of uh, betting against the Big Ten. Big-time fate of the Big Ten. I've now looked through it. I'm backing one Big Ten team. Uh, in the first round of March Madness. So we'll see how that turns out. My uh, results will lie, for better or for worse, with the results of the Big Ten. So I'm going to take USC. I got the money on the money line, plus 110. I think the line has moved away from me. I think you can actually get a better line on USC as of now. They are now available, at least the book that I bet them at, they are available at um, USC, USC, plus 112. So pretty close. Uh, but a slight move, two-cent move uh, the opposite direction. I think the defense is going to be the difference maker in this game. Both teams are two-point shooting teams, 64th and 67th in two-point shot rate this season. But USC is second in the entire country in opponent two-point field goal percentage, keeping teams to 42-point shooting, 42.3% from two-point range. Michigan State ranks 102nd in opponent two-point field goal percentage. USC also ranks 54th in defense efficiency. Michigan State coming in at 135th. So, no matter what stat you look at, they're very close and a lot and a lot of them very similar in a lot of them, but USC has a very distinct defensive advantage. And also, like I said, I just value the Pac-12 more than I value the Big Ten. Uh, Big Ten, I think, are the power conferences. I think there's an argument to be made. Big Ten and ACC are the two worst, and I stand by that. Pac-12, not the best, but I rank them higher than the Big Ten, or at least the top of the Pac-12 is better than the top of the Big Ten. Uh, I could make an argument for which bottom of each conference is better, but uh, I'll take USC. I think they've played better competition. I'll take them plus 110 against 
Michigan State. Moving on, we got Kennesaw State against Xavier. I'm going to take the points, 11.5. Kennesaw State, the Owls, I believe they are, plus 11.5 against Xavier. I just don't trust Xavier as a whole. I don't love the Big East as a whole either. Uh, speaking about how I evaluate conferences, uh, but Xavier's defense, I think, could be exploited a little bit. 172nd defensive efficiency, 171st in opponent effective field goal percentage. Xavier also shoots the most two-point shots, uh, or more two-point shots than three-point shots. They are a two-point shooting team, and uh, that is the strength of the Kennesaw State defense. They have a very strong interior defense. Also, Kennesaw State did have some strong import, uh, uh, performances. Um, against uh, some better teams in the Oda Conference play. They only lost by 3 to VCU, only lost to Florida by 10. They lose to Indiana by 14, but still, like, they're not getting blown out in their Oda Conference games early in the season. So uh, I'll back them with the 11.5 points. I think they can score enough on Xavier's defense to keep it uh, within the 11.5. Still think Xavier obviously wins the game, though, but I'll take Kennesaw State plus 11.5. Texas A&M up 3, a minute and 20 left. I could see them winning by three and I lose by the hook, which would be a classic way to start my March Madness tournament. I didn't give any total bets out uh, for the first day of March Madness. I have my first total bet. I got two for Friday, and one of them is UC Santa Barbara against Baylor. I'm taking the over 143. I also mentioned yesterday about how I'm taking UCSB. In my bracket, I changed that from my original bracket. I originally had Baylor going pretty deep. I'm not going to take Santa Barbara to actually beat them in the first round. The reason why, I didn't realize how bad Baylor's defense is, specifically their interior defense. UC Santa Barbara ranks 22nd in the country in two-point shot rate. Baylor ranks 314th in interior defense in opponent two-point field goal percentage. They are soft on the interior which is not good. That makes me... I originally had them was a final, even final four, if not final four, elite eight I had them going. I think they might lose in the opening round. If their interior defense is this soft against a team that really pounds the rock inside, They this could be a little bit of an upset, but I'm not going to take that in terms of betting. And betting, I'm going to take the over because, like I said, UCSB already has a very strong uh, stylistic advantage in terms of their offense against Baylor's defense. But the same is true for Baylor's offense. Baylor is a three-point shooting team, 22nd in country in three-point shot rate. UCSB is 217th in opponent three-point field goal percentage. They also rank 17th and 37th in floor percentage, which is the percentage of a team's possessions that result in at least one point being scored. Uh, so I like that. They score a lot, both offenses do, and both offenses have a good stylistic matchup against the opposing defenses. So I'll take UCSB Baylor over 143. Moving on to St. Mary's and VCU, a 12v5 matchup. I think this is the only 5C that I'm taking in the 12v5s. A lot of people on VCU don't love it. I think St. Mary's might be the most underrated team in the tournament. Uh, 73rd in effective field goal percentage, 10th in defensive efficiency, 15th in extra scoring chances per game. A win against Gonzaga in the regular season. And VCU has had some not good performances outside of the A-10 this season. I'm not even convinced. I think people think the A-10 is a better conference than what they are. They have a loss to Arizona State. They lost by a million to Memphis. They lost by 10 to Temple. They lost by 11 to Jacksonville. Uh, VCU also has a huge turnover issue. 269th in the country in turnovers per possession. St. Mary's is 62nd. I lay the points with the Gales. Give me St. Mary's minus three and a half. Moving on to Vermont and Marquette. 
Uh, this is the other over bet that I like. I like the over between Vermont and Marquette, but now I've bet the over in two straight games involving Marquette. Neither one. We'll see if third time's the charm here. Uh, both of these teams are three-point shooting teams, but yet neither of them can defend the three well. Vermont 47th in three-point shot rate, Marquette 66th, but yet on defense they rank 225th and 258th in opponent three-point field goal percentage. So I hope that this will be a three-point shooting uh, fest, a festival of three-point shots, if you will. Marquette plays at a fast pace of play. Vermont does play at a pretty slow pace of play, uh, but I hope uh, Marquette's fast pace will uh, force them to play at a faster pace. So I'll take the over 143.5 here between Vermont and Marquette. NC State and Creighton. I'm all right with Creighton being the favorite. I think 5.5 point spread is a little bit too big, though. I will take the Wolfpack plus 5.5. Uh, Creighton uh, outranks NC State if you look at shooting, 27th to 108th. Uh, but the Wolfpack does have a strong perimeter defense, 62nd in the country, country and opponent three-point field goal percentage. NC State ranks 77th, or sorry, Creighton's 62nd in three-point shot rate. NC State's 77th in opponent three-point field goal percentage. So they do have a pretty strong uh, perimeter defense. But the reason why I like NC State the most, and I talked about this in my conference tournament previews, is they play very good fundamental basketball. They force turnovers, they rebound well. Fifth in the entire country in my favorite stat, extra scoring chances per game at plus 6.3. And this is, <coughs> excuse me, this is an area Creighton struggles. 264th in extra scoring chances per game at minus 1.8. So I think that strong fundamental basketball will at the very least keep this game close, bring it down to the wire. I'll take five and a half points with the Creighton Blue Jays. 15 seconds left. Southeast Missouri State just made it a one-point game that basically kills my bet unless we get an and one on this possession. Pain, pain, pain. Actually, let's root for overtime. Maybe Texas A&M hits one of two free throws. Missouri State ties it up on a buzzer beater. Let's go to overtime. Unbelievable. <coughs> UConn against Iona. I will take minus eight and a half with UConn. That line has moved. It is now nine and a half. As long as you can get it under 10, I still like UConn in, at this spot. So you might want to hurry up and get it at minus 9.5 before it potentially moves to minus 10. I don't know why Iona, uh, I don't know why this is such a short spread. Maybe it's because St. Peter's, the Cox, comes from the same conference that Iona came from. And St. Peter's went on that run last year. But they're outside the top 100 in effective field goal percentage. 144th in rebounding. Um, UConn is an animal. Uh, I've talked about how much I love UConn in the tournament here. They have no weaknesses. There's no area for Iona to exploit. I have too, not too much else to say about this game. I'll take UConn. Like I said, got him at minus 8.5. I'd still take him at the current line of minus 9.5. I'd get a little sketched out laying double digits, though. Uh, Kentucky against Providence. I don't know why this is a, only a 3.5-point spread. I will lay the points with Kentucky here. Providence, 130th in effective field goal percentage, 146th in defensive efficiency. They finished the season by losing four of their last five games. Their only win in that stretch was against Georgetown. Uh, they lost to TCU by 13 in Oda Conference play, lost to St. Louis by three, lost to Miami by 10. Not a big believer in the Big Ten as a whole, outside of UConn, to be fair. Um, and also, specifically, not a believer in Providence. Uh, Kentucky, 22nd effective field goal percentage, third in rebounding. I think Kentucky can go on a run in this tournament, and I think that potential run starts off 
with a ass kicking of the Providence Friars. I'll take Kentucky minus three and a half. Miami against Drake. Uh, I might end up being looking stupid in this one. Listen, I took Drake in my bracket. I think if you're looking for uh, a sneaky pick in terms of the bracket, I, I think this is a 12v5 game. Uh, I like Drake. But when I'm just trying to figure out the point spread here, I can't make this as Miami only a two-point spread. Uh, Miami, too good of a shooting team here. Uh, 20th in the country in effective field goal percentage. They also um, have played against much better defenses than Drake has this season, obviously. Uh, Drake did beat their only ranked opponent this season. Mississippi State was ranked at the time that Drake beat them 58-52. But they did have ugly losses. They had a 30-point loss to Richmond and 8-point uh, loss to St. Louis. Um I don't know. I, I like this spread. The spread is so short. It's one of those ones that you want to like look at and like this is a trap. Drake is an obvious bet, but I don't fall for that. I gotta just handicap the game independently, set the spread, and then bet based off the spread or based off what you what I would set the spread at. I set the spread of this game at like four and a half, and two and a half points of value is insane. I hope Texas A&M Corpus Christi just got fouled. I think they did. They might get a chance to go down and. Or did they foul the other guy? No, because they look sad. Yep, I think they got fouled. I think he's going to go down with two shots. He only has to hit one to cover the spread. My point is, I'm not falling for any kind of potential trap here. Miami's not great on defense, but I think they can do good enough to shut down Drake. Drake shooting, or Miami's shooting is just too good. 20th and effective field goal percentage. Give me the Canes, minus two, as I watch Texas A&M Corpus Christi. I don't know if it's a one-and-one. Or if he has both. Sank the first one. Let's fucking go. We're undefeated in March Madness, my friends. 1-0. Undefeated. Never lost. He is shooting a second one. Doesn't matter. They're up by four. It's one and a half seconds left. Southeast Missouri State has no time unless they just hold, throw up a Hail Mary. Yep, it's one and a half. He's going to toss it up. And it landed five feet short. Uh, 1-0 on the season for March Madness. How about that? White, who cares I'm down 30 units for the regular season in college basketball? March Madness, I'm 1-0. Undefeated, never lost. Moving on to Grand Canyon against Gonzaga. I'll take the 16 points with Grand Canyon. Uh, the thing about this Gonzaga team, I don't know if I've mentioned in the past on this, uh, show... But the Gonzaga is just as good of a shooting team as they have in previous years, but their defense is extremely bad compared to past years. They're 174th in defensive efficiency. Uh, compared to last year, they're fifth in defensive efficiency last year. So their defense has fallen off a cliff, which I think leaves them susceptible to teams that can shoot the ball like a Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon comes into this game 63rd in effective field goal percentage. Grand Canyon also does a solid, well, should do a solid job of slowing down Gonzaga's offense because Gonzaga ranks 61st in two-point shot rate. Majority of their offense comes from down low. Grand Canyon ranks 44th in opponent two-point field goal percentage, keeping the team to shooting just 56.8% from down low. Now, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. Where Grand Canyon lacks, they have an inability to force turnovers or create extra soaring chances. That'll prevent them from winning the game. I still think Gonzaga wins. 16-point spread, too wide for me. I'll take the Antelopes, plus 16 against Gonzaga. Moving on to one of the most intriguing games of the entire first round, FAU against Memphis. 
I'll take the Owls on the money line, plus 130 in this spot. I haven't heard much about Florida Atlantic this season. Maybe that's on me, but this team is fucking good. Let's look at their numbers. 19th in effective field goal percentage, 16th in defensive efficiency, 56 in extra scoring chances per game, 20th in rebounding percentage, 60th in effective possession ratio. And the Conference USA isn't a terrible conference either. There are certainly plenty of conferences worse than the CUSA. I like this Florida Atlantic team. That is, those are some solid, solid, solid numbers. Memphis ranks below them in every single one. Most notably, they're 161st in extra scoring chances per game, 207th in effective possession ratio. It's also worth noting that Memphis is 20th in two-point shot rate. Now they take on an FAU team that's 11th in opponent two-point field goal percentage. I'll take Florida Atlantic on the money line. Keep your points. Plus 130 against the Memphis Tigers. And I think this has come down a little bit as well. At least my book where I bet it. I got a plus 130 at DraftKings is down to plus 115. But still, whatever way you want to bet FAU, bet them. I love them. FAU plus 130. Two games left. Kansas State minus eight against Montana State. I think the Big Sky might be the worst conference in the, in, the, in the country, and I don't know how much of an exaggeration that is, if it's an exaggeration at all. This Montana State and the Big Sky team as a whole. Montana State lost by 30 to Oregon this season. Arizona by 21. 17-point loss to Quinnipiac. 11-point loss to UNC Greensboro. They've lost by a lot worse to a lot worse teams. Not saying Arizona's a lot worse. Obviously, Arizona's better than Kansas State, but I'd say Oregon is probably on par with Kansas State. Quinnipiac certainly worse. UNC Greensboro is certainly worse. Montana State did get hot in conference play, but I have no faith in them whatsoever. Montana State made the tournament last year, and they lost by 34 points to Texas Tech in the first round. The Big Sky sucks. Montana State's 160th in effective field goal percentage. I don't think they can hang with the Wildcats. I'll take Kansas State minus eight. Uh, Indiana Kent State. Now, I will say I accidentally bet this game twice, and I accidentally tracked it and bet stamped twice. So... When I give out my record throughout March Madness, I'm going to have to edit it manually because Betstamp is going to have me as one more bet game than what actually happened in March Madness. I bet them at minus four and a half on Sunday. I forgot that I bet them already on Sunday. I bet them again today at minus four. So I have them at minus four and minus four and a half. Indiana over Kent State. At least I didn't bet Indiana on Sunday and then Kent State on today. Uh, So I've double dipped on Indiana here. Kent State's numbers much we- uh, against much weaker competition aren't enticing enough for me to take a shot on them. I think Kent State's another popular pick. Uh, but I'm being I'm being square. I'm being a square in the first round. I've noticed that I've gone through my picks. I'm being Ian Square. Maybe it's going to bite me in the ass, but I just don't think uh, Kent State can hang with them. 142nd in the country in effective field goal percentage. Well below Indiana, who comes in at 36th. Uh, so yes, Indiana is also, by the way, side note, uh, the only Big Ten team I'm betting on in the first round, the only one I have advancing in my bracket as well. Uh, Indiana can have a significant advantage in the rebounding uh, department. 105th in rebounding. Kent State's 173rd. And I just, I'm not buying into the MAC being a good conference. I'm not ba- I'm not buying into Kent State being only worth a four-point underdog against Indiana. So as my sole representative of the Big Ten, uh, in terms of the teams I'm betting on, I will take Indiana. Minus four and minus four and a half. Um, I will evaluate it. I don't know. What am I going to do if it lands right on four? I don't know. I'll cross that bridge if we have to come to it, uh, which would be very unfortunate in terms of my record. But uh, I got Indiana minus four. But now before I end this, do we have a line yet for DraftKings 
or uh, on any book for Alabama and uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Can I, after all, make that pick on this podcast? Let me take a look-see. Thursday, they're going to play. Yes, yes, I do. Minus 22.5 against A&M Corpus Christi. It's a pretty straightforward handicap, and I can make it right here on the on this show. How how does Corpus Christi defend the three? Two hundred seventy seventh. Yeah, not good. That's not good. Alabama might just shoot the lights out. I'm already laying the points with the other two number one seeds whose line we already have. I'm gonna do it again. Give me Alabama minus twenty two and a half. So there you go. I did get that pick in. After all, uh, my or Alabama, we all know this. They're a three-point shooting team. Seventh in the country in three-point shot rate. I just said to you what Texas A&M Corpus Christi's perimeter defense is like. Uh, not good. How many of the points scored against them come from three-point land? 31.2% of the points scored against them come from three. Yeah, not good. Alabama's going to shoot the lights out against them. I'll take. Uh, I'll lay the points with the one seed once again. Uh, and we'll see what happens. So there you go. This has been the March 15th episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. My picks for all of the Friday games that are available. So that's f- actually there's three that we don't know. So 13 of the 16 Friday games that I also gave you my best bet for the final game for Thursday, which I didn't have on Tuesday morning's episode. Thank you all so much for watching. Like this video on YouTube. Subscribe to the podcast YouTube channel. Rate and review it. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Good luck this NCAA tournament. I'll be back with this podcast Friday morning before the first round is even over. I'll give you my best bets for Saturday's round of 32 games. Keep an eye out for that. Gamble or bless. I'll talk to you then.